Happy Children, a Modern Emotional Commitment. One of the most pervasive beliefs about emotion, at least in American culture, is the idea that children should be happy and that childhood should be a happy, perhaps unusually happy, stage of life. There is little question that many parents are strongly guided by this standard, even though a variety of experts argue that they often go about it in the wrong way. And it is highly likely that many adults simply assume that childhood happiness is a natural connection, that while its implementation may be varied and debated and while a few reprobates may not accept the goal at all, the basic notion is simply a normal part of human life. International polling confirms the pervasiveness of the happy childhood assumption, in American and several other cultures, though it also opens the door for a somewhat more nuanced assessment. A recent survey found that 73% of Americans rated happiness as the most important goal in raising children and assessing the results of education, far ahead of any other option. And they were joined, or even modestly surpassed, by a number of other modern Western societies, Canada at 78%, with France heading the pack at 86%. Other goals paled in comparison, even though it was possible to select more than one option, only 20% of Americans rated success as a major goal along with 17% in Australia and the United Kingdom. However, and here is the first opening for more than a brief summary of the happiness-childhood-emotional linkage, several other major societies presented quite a different profile in the same poll. Most strikingly only about 49% of respondents in India selected happiness, overshadowed by the 51% who put success and achievement first. Mexicans also rated success most highly. The Chinese, interestingly, did not seize on success but they did not highlight happiness either, putting good health at the top of the list. The poll suggested, plausibly enough, that a predominant commitment to children's happiness was an artifact of advanced economic development, bolstered, quite possibly, by a particular dose of Westernism as well. Certainly the American assumption that happiness and childhood go together can be additionally confirmed. A childrearing expert, Robin Berman, puts it this way, When I give parenting lectures around the country, I always ask the audience, What do you want most for your children? The near-universal response I get is, I just want my kids to be happy. Berman herself deeply challenges the validity of this commitment, but for now the main point, again, is to emphasize the depth of the American assumption, shared, clearly, with other Western societies. It is understandable that many Americans simply take the priority for granted, open perhaps to a discussion of what strategies best achieve the goal but not inclined to subject the goal itself to much scrutiny. The idea that children should be happy, indeed that childhood stands out as a particularly happy time of life, is deeply ingrained. But without placing too much emphasis on international polling, the gap between Western and Asian or Mexican responses already suggests that the childhood-happiness equation is not automatic or in any sense natural, but the product of more particular circumstance. And this in turn opens the way to a more searching analysis, aimed initially at determining where the idea that children should be happy came from in the first place and then tracing the way the association has evolved in the United States, with some clear downsides or problems attached.
Assessing the childhood happiness linkage provides in fact a fruitful opportunity to demonstrate the role of emotions history in shedding light on significant popular assumptions and commitments. The emotions history field, which has grown rapidly within the history discipline over the past 30 years, contends that key aspects of the emotional beliefs and experiences of any society are shaped not by invariable psychobiology but by particular social and cultural circumstances. This means that we can learn more about the past by including emotional variables in the human equation and that, as in this case, we can understand current patterns better if we examine how they have emerged from contrasting assumptions in the past. In the case of happy children, the emotions history approach raises two initial questions, before we get into most recent evolution of the association. What did people think about happiness and childhood at an earlier point and when, and of course why, did the happiness emphasis begin to develop? Published September 2019 by P. Stearns in Frontiers in Psychology. Get the full reference in the show notes.